five in the eye with Michael and Phil. It's news, but is it new? Hello and welcome to episode 0027 of Five in the Eye, Colourful Radio's weekly news review show. I'm Phil Woodford. And this is me, Michael O'Hajuru, joining Phil at the Colourful Studios in South London. This week, in the aftermath of the terrible attacks in Paris, our first two stories are devoted to the events on the other side of the channel and their wider implications. Five in the eye. Yes, at number one, we'll talk about how the human spirit can triumph in the face of violence and death. The support for the French on social media surely shows the very best of our nature. At number two, we'll turn to the wider implications. What does the carnage in France mean for Europe in terms of immigration policy and the free movement promised by the Schengen Agreement? Many people think that the borders will have to go up again. But is this just the kind of reaction the terrorists would like to see? We'll also look at other stories making the news this week. At number three, the judge in the Becky Watts murder trial broke down in tears as he sentenced her killers. Is this a welcome display of humanity? Or do we expect our judiciary to show a stony impartiality? It shows that he's human, surely. Our first story is the extraordinary controversy over a production of an American play about Martin Luther King. The actor playing the part of the famous civil rights leader is white. The playwright has had harsh words to say about this. She really doesn't like it. And finally, a light-hearted story amid all the depressing news. A resident of Massachusetts has won the right to wear a colander on her head in her driving license picture. The reason? It's part of her religious observance as a devoted follower of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. I've heard of pastors preaching... But preaching about pasta? Crazy. That's this week's Five in the Eye. Five in the Eye. Well, we're going to start this week inevitably with the aftermath of recent events in Paris. And um, I think here in the UK, everyone's been incredibly shocked um, by the scale of the the violence there. But also, there's that feeling, of course, that it's very close to home. It could just as easily have been us. And um, that has translated, I think, into an incredible show of warmth and um, empathy and overt displays of sympathy on social media for the position the French have found themselves in. And it's really quite interesting, isn't it, Michael, how um, the internet, in a time of crisis, you could argue it brings out some of the best in us, you know, in a terrible circumstance. It brings out both the best and the worst. The worst, you know, there's been some terrible stories of, of, of people spreading rumour some people even denying it. But there's one story about people believing that the French set this up, that the French government did it. That's a rumour going around. I'd spread it, place, retweeted mm. several times, got a thousand likes on, on Facebook. So there's a darker side to it than people, people exploiting, exploiting the, the internet. Having said that, there's the, the, you mentioned it, this, um, the ability to show solidarity, to show that common human spirit, that, 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 that French flag. That French flag that, that oh, people that, changing yeah. their profile exactly. pictures on now, Facebook. Now, now, in some ways, you can dismiss that as kind of slack division. It's easy to do something simple, but you know, it's those simple acts and it's the volume of them, the number of people to show, showing that solidarity. Well, it, 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 we're it, all part of that, that, that same thing. In a time so, of crisis, very often what people want to know is that other people care and that they're there for them. You know, I mean, I I um, I teach groups of French students, and um, it's very difficult for me to know what to say um, to them in the aftermath of this, you know, terrible um, set of events, which is absolutely traumatizing. Um, but um, I do speak to them about it because it's important, isn't it, that people know 
that we're thinking of them, that we care about them, and this is what's happening on that, this is what's happening on social that, media. That, 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 that's exactly what it is, and I've been through a, a very, a very trying circumstance, a very sad, sad circumstance, and to know the people out there witnessing with you, supporting with you, it just I'm not saying made you feel you better, but you knew you knew you were not alone. So France knew, knew that knew that it wasn't alone by by this the many millions that responded to him. The, the, the other thing I was impressed by Facebook was there was their safety check. Mm. The fact that it, it, they, they were going out to people and making sure they were all right and then relaying this uh, via the network to, exactly. to their friends. Exactly. It was a kind of a two-way thing because Facebook knows where you are or knows where they were. He could say, they, they sent people a text, are you okay? And if you said yes, and they would, they would then say, well, do you want us to tell your friends? Now, I'm, I'm sure most people who could notified their immediate family, their immediate friends and family, but you, through Facebook, we've all got wider communities now, not, not just our immediate family and friends, but people often the other side of the planet. And it's a case of, you know, this was a, this was a chance for, for you to, or Facebook, to say, he's all right, and you're, or, you're all right, and that all your friends would know. And it, and it also worked, it worked the other way as well. If, friends, if, I was cons if I had friends in Paris, and I didn't, I didn't have that night, I had friends in Paris, I would see if they, they would pop up on my stream to say, they're okay. Yeah, and I, okay. I was I was very grateful because I I do do have um, people that I know in Paris, and um, it was really good to be able to see that they were that they were safe um, via Facebook, and that's something that you know even um, even ten years ago would have been much more difficult than it was when we're all in touch on a social network. There there is this argument though, isn't there? And I don't know what you make of it, Michael, where people say, look, um, you know. The, the it's all very well for Facebook to facilitate all of this stuff regarding Paris, but there was an attack in Beirut by IS yes, recently, yeah, and yeah. Um, there was nothing. No one's putting Lebanese flags up in solidarity. And is there a danger that actually um, we look at different um, circumstances and different tragedies in completely different ways? Well, the short answer is yes, but I, but but I guess there's two there's two there's two, two things here. One, the the, the Beirut thing was reported. But it, it didn't have the same momentum on the internet. It did not. Now, Facebook weren't involved. Let's just a few words why Facebook weren't involved. Because they didn't have, they, they didn't think to put the resources in place because it didn't have that internet momentum. But things have changed in the last week. You know, Mark Zuckerberg and his team have realized that, that through the safety check campaign, this is something that they, that they do positively. And they've, they've said that going forward, it's going to be part of every disaster. God forbid, but you know, it's going to be part of it. And it was a very great success because apparently over 4 million people used it. 4 million people used it. And for me, I remember during 7 7, my, my, my son works in central London. And mm -hmm. for a while, I couldn't get hold of him. The mobile phone wasn't working, mm. the network was down, or well, I just couldn't get hold of him. And that was a most difficult time. Most difficult time. So this is a very simple way of of of, of making connections in in difficult circumstances. And I think all those people who, who decried Facebook should, should, should at least cut them some slack and say, let's let's see how they do it next time. And Facebook has said next time to check in, the checking service is going to be there for that disaster. But even better, let, 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 let's hope there isn't another time. Let's just hope there's another time. You know, I was I was also impressed by the Twitter response, Porto Vert. 
you know, open door. So yeah, this was the idea that yeah. if you yeah. were if you were actually in Paris at the time yeah. um, and you needed a place of refuge, what people were doing is they were letting you know through this Porto Vert uh, hashtag. They were letting you know that they had an open door and you could come on knock on it. And if you needed sanctuary, effectively from. Uh, the terrorists they would they would provide it for you now i don't know you know how many people in reality um, were able to take advantage of this but the idea the sentiment behind it is extraordinary and and the way in which technology was able to facilitate that excellent because for me it's the, it's the ability to create virtual communities at pace mm. And another common sense, create a, a common sense of a common sense of commonality. Is that the right word? Mm. Solidarity and, and, and a purpose. So that, that this was the internet really used in the way I guess it was meant to be used. And it, for me, it was, it, it was a great blessing that the fact that Twitter is, is being used positively because there's a lot of negativity about people being trolled on the internet, on the internet, and Twitter. Not, Twitter is not a, 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 a good place to be. But here, here it was being used in a positive, positive way. So now it's to be commended. I think there was one other thing that, that I was surprised. This I surprised myself here. It was when I was thinking I was happy that anonymous, this this group of random. And in some ways, when when you see them on the on, the, on the, the streets of London here, fighting for some against gentrification or some other thing, you're you're quite suspicious of them. But here, here they are on the, on the internet are, are going to take on ISIS. Mm -hmm. ISIS and ISIS' big claim to fame is we've got talented uh, programmers and people who know about the internet, so we can use it to our, to our own advantage, and they have done. You yeah. know, the, 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 and the, I think they claim a hacking ability themselves. But you know, to see, um, I, mean, I don't think anyone would lose any sleep if ISIS got hacked by Anonymous, would not they? Not at all. Not at all. And, and, not, and already, but well, no, I haven't seen the results yet. But but they've got a track record. Look, look, look what Anonymous did for the uh, the Ku Klux Klan. They exposed the names of Ku Klux, the, the KKK, and there were senators. Mm, senior, mm. senior politicians in America were found to be members of the KKK to to, to anonymous exposure. So so um, I'm looking forward. Is that the right word to see some some action from anonymous to uh, expose ISIS for, for what they are? Five in the eye. Well, because this the, the the French story has been such a huge one and it's so important, we wanted to devote the second of our five stories this week to a different aspect of of, of, of what's gone on. And and that's really the, the whole idea of what it means in terms of implications for things like migration and borders in Europe. Because um, we find that there's the possibility, and we won't put it any stronger than that, because everything is very, um, very unclear. But there's the possibility that people could use the migrant routes that um, so with amongst all the people who are fleeing from IS um, in Syria and so on, maybe it's possible that um, certain terrorists could smuggle themselves into into the European heartland and, and, and wreak havoc. Um, so much concern, in fact, that in the United States, which is obviously a long way removed from the, the war zone, numerous governors have written to President Obama saying that they're not prepared to have any Syrian refugees. Is this the sign of a, um, of a rather worrying trend, Michael, towards kind of closing up borders and saying we're not going to help people who are in desperate trouble? The short answer, yes, it's very worrying. Over 26 states in America have, have said they're going to have no Syrian, Syrian refugees for fear of safety for their citizens. Fear of safety for their citizens. These are refugees. And this is the country. It's the country with the Statue of Liberty. And what does it say on the Statue of Liberty? What was it? Bring me your, 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 your tired and huddled masses. 
tired in the hood of masses. These are, these are refugees, these are real refugees, and they're turning against, and what's, what's ironic, you know, you know who gave them the Statue of Liberty? The French. You know, it, it, yeah. it, 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 you know, it just doesn't stack up the world. You know, we're, we're, build, we're, we're building a fortress America in the same way we're starting to build a fortress, fortress Europe. Yeah, so I mean, certainly some of the Eastern European yeah, countries. Poland, Poland. Yeah, Poland, some of the Eastern Poland. European yeah. countries um, are, are, are very concerned. I mean, you know, the, the, we have to be honest, though. You know, there, is elect, there are elections going to be coming up in France, regional elections. There's going to be a presidential election. The Front National in, uh, in, in France is a strong force. There's right-wing forces right across Europe who are looking aren't they to exploit this kind of thing in order to in, in order to try and win electoral ground i'm sure and they are but they'll always been there there's roughly about between 15 to 20 percent of every country our own country included has a right-wing element so i i i i i'm gonna say i don't fear them but but they're part of the part of the 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 we're part of any democratic and open society. And that's what we have. We have an open and free society. And I would argue that we fought against totalitarianism before, you know, during the, you know, the, the last world war. You know, we, 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 the last world war, we, we fought against Hitler. So in the same way, we, 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 have, we have to, I have to deep breath now, you know, soft power, you know, Beyonce, the Beatles, apple pie, motherhood and democracy isn't working, isn't working. We have to use some hard power. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking a bit more than what, what um, the tokenism that France did with their, with their bombing. Mm. They, bo bombing is, 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 is okay, it, it, it gets the headlines, but it doesn't get the results. It doesn't get the results. Well, I mean, I think, so, you know, so to, we be, need, to, so be, to be fair to the, to be fair to the French, they needed to demonstrate that they were taking immediate and tough response, uh, didn't they, exactly, to, to what exactly, was going but, on? But, 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 Phil, we've got them. These are difficult. These are different ties. I'm going to need different responses. And, you know, we need to look at hard power. And if it means using, you know, to, to use the vernacular, boots on the ground, then we have to think about it. We have to get together. We have to, we have to marshal our forces, form the, form the right coalitions, because they are there, the Kurds, the Turks, they, they are there to, to, to create yeah, the coalition. I mean, you know, we've been, we, we have, we have been down this road before. No, of course, no, there's Phil, also the no, Russians. Phil, and Phil, it's, it's too easy. It's too easy to make this, this move from refugee to terrorist. Mm -hmm. if, if we want to cut that link, we have to, we have to go and we have to cut it off at its source. We, we, it, the, the, the consequences of not doing it, we destroy ourselves. Mm -hmm. the, the, this open society we created, because we need Schengen, this idea of free movement of people, ideas. It's essential to the Come whole on. economic well-being of the European Union, yeah, isn't it? The, exactly, the idea that, exactly. that people, goods uh, can move freely um, around the, the it's, around it's Europe, exactly, and, exactly. and if if we are browbeaten into losing that, we really are losing something quite important. Very I think. important at the heart of uh, heart of, of, of our humanity. This, you know, this, this of the fact that open society that we, we can come and go as we can please. We can sit in the street and have a cup of coffee and a chat. I mean, they'd be stopping. They'd be stopping on. you on your grand tours around Europe, Michael, at every border. We we, we know that you roam for five in the yeah. eye. You've roamed across Europe yeah, recently. I, exactly. No, no, I remember back in the day before the before the European Community when traveling around Europe it was a nightmare. You had a thing called a carnet, as you went from one country to other. You had this fifteen-part form you had to fill in and get stamped. By 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 uh, by the customs people, and yeah, twice to go into the country and to come out of the country. So no, Schengen, this open borders that we have, is is a very good thing, and we cannot we cannot let these these terrorists or these acts of terrorism destroy it. And and to make that connection, terrorist, refugee, I'm sorry, it's no. too easy. I mean, to even if my, my argument would be that even if a tiny proportion of the refugees that are fleeing from IS turned out 
to be affiliated to IS. It will only ever be a tiny proportion. That should never change the way that we think about people who are in genuine need. And we're going to have to find a way around that. And that just means policing. It means intelligence. It means knowing who's who. It's a very tough job, but that's that's what it's going to have to be. Uh, um, for me, for me, the, the essential thing is that an open society where we can move ideas, people, tourists like me and my bongo, we can move around freely, you know, w- without fear. Because once you start putting borders up, fear comes into play. Five in the eye. Well, we're going to move on our third story um, away from, from from France, but to another story that's very um, disturbing um, in its own way in the UK, which was the uh, Becky Watts murder trial. And, you know, any listener who um, followed um, the the the, um, the court case and saw the reports will know um, that this was a, a really horrific crime. When the judge was sentencing Becky Watts's killers, it was remarked upon in the media that he'd actually looked as if he was breaking down in in tears. And I mean, it, it was remarked upon because this is something very unusual, isn't it? We never think of a judge who's supposed to be someone who's impartial who's weighing everything in a rational way we 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 kind of a bit surprised when he shows emotion not at all not at all Phil. I, he's a human being he's a human he's a family man he's got, he's got children and that was a terrible crime and and the crime was reenacted in court apparently at one stage they had a, they had a chainsaw to show how you needed two people to cut the body up mm. you know this is very visceral very real you know, so I can see how he's been touched, and it just proves he's human. I think that is really important. The fact that he's one of us, that we don't have these, you know, laws, uh, laws execute, uh, execute, laws delivered by robots. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can Cause, understand cause, that argument, but you know, the emotion he showed was a natural human response. It's a response of. Uh, of, 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 of a kind of... Um, he was distraught because of the details of the case. But we don't... Not just the details, but its effect on other people. Mm-hmm. Its effect on others, you know. Because so, it's not just it's not just himself, but he felt for the yeah, family. Yeah, he, he felt that, for the family. But, but, but I, I do, um, you know, I would question whether we would, as a matter of course, expect judges to show emotion. Because emotions might not be the emotions that this particular judge showed um, uh, you could show anger which would which might be inappropriate um, you could even um, make a light-hearted comment about something that actually is very serious and so um, you know we, we we kind of expect the judge to be on a level don't we no no I, I, I expect to be a human being and when you say don't expect to be angry I expect to be I expect a righteous anger a managed anger, not 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 gratuitous, uncontrolled anger. Of course, of course not. But anger that 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 that, that, that says what you've done, what 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 the what the person the dog has done is wrong, or, or something has been managed inappropriately in the court. He is firm and positive, and he does it in he shows his anger. There was a case the other day of a, a, there was a judge, uh, there was a, a girl in court, and she made a disparaging comment to the judge, and the judge um, increased her bail fund. This, this is in America. And then the girl started to go on, started shouting. The judge says, enough, locked her up for 30 days. That, to me, is righteous anger. 
Mm-hmm. You've got to, you've yeah. got to contempt, control contempt of court. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, uh, I, I, it's an interesting argument. It's just that. But it's not I interesting. Mean, it's reality. Well, no, no, but I mean, they, you can't expect our judges to be impartial. But wouldn't you wouldn't you agree though? I mean, you, you're making it sound as if this is a kind of normal run of the mill event. It's clearly not because the very fact that it was being commented upon in the media and it was picked up in reports of the case show just how exceptional this actually is. No, right, right, but this is an exceptional case. You know, I'm, I'm not expecting judges to be crying every time they give every, uh, give the verdict or shouting every time something goes wrong. No, but but I'm expecting he represents me. He represents us in court, and he should be show show show, show the right response. I remember back in the day, what was that? Um, Gascoigne, the Gascoigne, the, the football. Gaza. Gaza was. Who is court. this Gaza? Exactly. The judge didn't know who is this Gaza. He was. What planet was he on? We want judges on our planet who, who, who have our feelings and, and speak for us. So we we, 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 we we can believe in their judgments, not not just kind of delivered like a robot. You know, these, these are human beings who sit down and consider the implications, not just for us as a society, but people inside the society as human, as individuals, rather than as, as a group. So no, Philip, I think it's, it's, it's a good thing that, that, that judges show emotion and certainly righteous anger. I'm, 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 I'm all for it. At number four this week, we have um, quite a controversial story from America. Um, there's a play called The Mountaintop, and um, it's based around um, the the life of Martin Luther King. Although it's a fictionalized, um, it's a fictionalized um, version it, of it, his it, life. It, it's the night before his assassination. There's two, two character play: the, the chambermaid and Martin Luther King. And the, this play has been performed in various places. Um, but at Kent State University, the director of the school's amateur production decided to cast a white actor to play the part of Martin Luther King, or at least on some of the nights but, but, that the show was but, but appearing. Phil, he's a black man. He's a black, he's a black director. And, this is a, uh, um, and he, was, he was, wanted to explore. Explore the impact. And for me, that is what it's all about. I'm, I'm totally comfortable with it. I know the playwright, what was her name? Uh, Katori Hall. Katori was furious. Yeah, I mean, she, what, she, what she said yeah. is that the casting of a white king is committing yet another erasure of the black body. Not at all, not at all. And let, and, and let me get it out of, of front here. What did Martin Luther King say? He wanted to live in a world where you are judged by the content of your character, mm-hmm. not the color of your skin. And that's, what our, that's for me what plays are about. You suspend belief when you're going to, going to watch a play. You don't come in there with some preconceived ideas. You want, you want to see the, the play unfold before you. You know, I'm, I, perhaps I'm being flippant here, but have you seen the, the start of Lion King? Lion King, you've got all these, these puppets with, with, of people, and, and the people are, are, pu- are pushing these puppets, almost like wheelbarrows around. But it's just truly magnificent. <laughs> so you're laughing, Phil. You're laughing. I'm sorry, but you have no soul, Phil. <laughs> you have no soul. It's, Pushing it's, puppets it's, around like wheelbarrows. Exactly. Yeah. It, it sounds bizarre. It sounds bizarre. And, and people with, with, with masks on top of their heads. The whole thing, when you describe it, it's bizarre. But you suspend belief when you go in there and the way it's done, the actors bring it across. But so, let, so, let, so, let, so, let me come at it from another angle here, though, Michael, which is the playwright, Katori Hall, she, this is her work. She envisaged it as a particular work of art. And um, she claims that um, people are misinterpreting 
what she intended. Now, does she not have a right, as the creator of that artwork, does she not have some kind of ownership or right over it? Of course she does, but, now there's the big but, she should have stated that, and like, the artists do that, I give you the right to use it under these circumstances. Well, I'm I think her, her, argument, her argument for that would be she probably never dawned on her that anyone was going to cast well, anyone white in the role. And she's changed her license now. But, you know, you think about uh, the, the, um, the, the, uh, that the American group, Machine Head, Metallica. They said their license, their music, they, they did not license their music to be used on Spotify. You, mm -hmm. They own their music. If you don't, that, artists have that right. But at the same time, if it's art that they put into the community, the community to, to explore and understand a new way of looking at things, I see it's wholly possible that you can create, you, those two characters, the chambermaid and Martin Luther King, you can change them to whatever you want to create the effect that you want. It, 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 Shakespeare's been done in all kinds of things. Japanese no theatre, through, you know, I'm, I'm, the, the same with the Greek tragedies, they're done many different ways, contemporary, middle-aged, different styles and but that, we are we are that, talking no, we are talking here surely about a relatively contemporary i mean you know within the last within, within the last half century relatively contemporary um real person who was a civil rights no, no. leader who stood up for black rights and um isn't that rather different from the kind of fictionalized worlds that you're describing okay for, let me say still for black i mean of course those things are true but what for the white character to say that, it puts a different spin on it. What he was saying, it, it, it may be people turn around and white people are in that situation. I don't know. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not there. I've not read the play. But what I do know, if it's a work of art, if it's a play, <laughs> as, as a play, it should be given to the community to use as they see fit. She's actually changed the rules now. Well, good on it. It's, it's her work. She can do it. But it, it's the same box that says James Bond can't be, um, can't be black, you know, or, or, or Othello can't be black. You know, you're putting people into boxes. Plays, play, well, plays are works of art that, 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 that should be exploited and used in different ways to make different points. So I think she's totally out of order. And let me just make one last point here for a moment. You've been very patient with Phil. What about when you see this, this talk about, what was it, my left foot? Mm -hmm. when you had an abled, an able bodied actor playing a disabled actor. What's, what's wrong with that? You know, okay, well, I mean, I think the answer yeah, is yeah. That, that actually that's very controversial. Yeah. And it might be more controversial today in 2015 than it was when that movie was actually made. Exactly. But, but in terms of the, the art, for me, it's always about the art, the integrity of the art. Oh, the, and the director, he's there to create something, to create a new piece of work from that, from that play. And good on him for doing that. Now, having said that, I understand the, the, the Miss Hall's frustration that the, her work, uh, uh, what was it? They've been disrespectful, doing a disservice. I can understand that, but at the same time, I would ask her to step back and think: it's a new way of looking at the work. It's a new way of looking, not being disrespectful. Because there's, there's, there's black productions of America, of blacks playing American presidents. You know, there's not from the past. There's nothing wrong with that. It just gives you a new view on it, and I'm all in favour of new views. New views on old news. In fact, that's what Five in the Eye is all about. Five in the Eye. Uh, number five this week. Um, you, there's a story. There's a story you spotted. You're, you're, you're going to have to introduce this, Michael, because you you, you picked this one out. I've got to put my sensible hat on there. This is um, uh, a church in America, and it's called. I've got my notes here, Phil. So you have to help me. It's called the Church of the of the the, the Monster Pastor Party, and it was set up to to actually counter the creationists 
to give an alternative view on creation, an equally obscure and random view. And part of the um, belief is that you can put a, a calendar on your head as part of your initiation, as part of the, the religious rites. And there's an actor, not an actor, actor, there's a lady in America, Ohio State, in fact, she wanted to have her passport and her driving license, all wrong here, her driving license with a picture of her, with a, with a condor on her head. So she's saying, um, this is part of my religious observance, exactly. and so you can't stop me having exactly. a driving no, license no, with a colander on it. And, 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 and the first part, she said, well, good on it. You can have a condor on your head, you know. Well, I'm minded of that old... That, that but my, my, attitude, would, my yeah. attitude would have been like her argument was full of holes. Oh. You practiced that, didn't you? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just minded of, you know, what Billy Conley said about any man left alone in a room with a tea cosy won't put it on his head. You know, so I can fully understand how there's a, you know, there's a tendency to put condors on your head and have your picture taken with them as your kind of, your, you know, your human right to explain your religion. So good on them. My only concern is, is the frustration America had with this. There was some concern. Yeah, there's a bit of bureaucracy in her yeah, way, yeah, wasn't yeah, there, along the way here? Because, you know, what was it done on the last um, census where, where they had these people speaking Klingon as a language? Yeah, yeah. You know, come on. We were, we're, we're, we, we, we're full of people who claim to be Jedis yeah, and no, who are Klingons and we, we, so on. We are part of a free and open society. So, actually, actually, so if you want to be a Pastafarian <laughs> with a condor on your head, good on you. Good on you. We're a free society here, mate. Free society. As to whether you should have your photograph taken with a column on your head, I think that's a bit dubious, but no, that's your... So if you feel that way, go ahead. Yeah, and I suppose, you know, that one, one thing to be said for this particular religion is that um, they probably have some quite... They probably have some quite good meals, don't they? Um, <laughs> so fantastic, I'm sure you're not up there. Spaghetti bolognese. But, but do you think they put on their head first? Yeah, well, <laughs> that, 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 as the Americans would say, that's not sanitary. Yeah. <laughs> not sanitary. No, but... but but I, 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 wouldn't have, I wouldn't mind having a meal with them. Five in the eye. Well, it's been a sobering week in the aftermath of the IS attacks in, in France. We, we hope you, found, you feel we found the right balance between the serious and the more everyday. Uh, let us know what you think by emailing michaelandphil at 5ite.co.uk or tweeting us at number five in the eye. We broadcast every Friday on London's colourful radio between 9 and 10 a.m. and the show is repeated the following Monday for those who miss it the first time round. Stream previous episodes by visiting the website at colourfulradio.com and join us again next time for five more stories under the spotlight. Until then, I'm Phil Woodford wishing you well in the week ahead. And from me, Michael Hujuru, and if you have been, thanks for listening. So goodbye and stay safe. Five in the Eye with Michael and Phil. It's news, but is it new?